Hi, my name is Kevin McQuillan, and the following pre-recorded conversations are my attempt to make sense of the human experience through the practice of yoga. I hope you enjoy. Good morning, everyone. Monday morning. Nice to have you. If you haven't had a class with me before, this is how I start my classes, as a way to shape the class, and so you understand why I'm teaching to what I'm teaching, and get an understanding of what I'm speaking to as I teach. And my premise is to lead you into places you don't necessarily want to go. That's the attempt. And so that's what I'll propose to you this morning is to give you an opportunity to go to a place you don't necessarily want to go and to do that through practice voluntarily. And so this conversation is on fear. That's what this conversation is about. And to lay out some discipline, uh, distinctions, I'll put it that way, some distinctions on how you hide based on, based on fear. And the reason for that is uh, the class focus today is on your kidneys. I'm going to focus on your kidneys. Kind of strange, but great nonetheless. And so your kidneys. The kidneys is where we hold fear and worry. Fear and worry in our kidneys. And also this experience of wanting to be someone else, which is also a strange perspective, but that arises at times. And if you ask yourself, well, have I, have I ever considered being somebody else? And the answer is yes, of course you have, in many different forms, in many different ways. And there's something that instigates that, and one of those things is fear. I don't want to be myself, I'd rather be something else, someone else. And so I'm going to build this out and see how it goes. And the idea is that you find yourself in this conversation somehow. And so you have something to practice. That's the idea. You practice something meaningful to you over the next 60 minutes or so, once you hit the mat. And so up on the board are some distinctions. The first board is the hide. I like that title, the hide, and how we can hide. And people like to camouflage themselves against each other, places, place themselves right in the middle of many. Look at what we're doing here. Perhaps this is relevant here, potentially, but we have a tendency of collecting people around us. Strength in numbers is one way you can put it. And so if I'm around people, then I'm safer as a consequence of being with other people. That's one of the mindsets, perspectives that we can hold. The attempt is to have a protective ring around you so the predators don't get you. The predators, and there's many predators. People that judge you, criticize you, make fun of you, ridicule, want to harm you in some fashion. There's a lot of predators in this world. And you know that. And so the tendency is we want to surround ourselves with people or even things, you could say, like walls, as an example. You know there's real danger in being visible. Being visible means you're exposed and susceptible to being harmed. Welcome to cancel culture. <laughs> it's a huge risk to put yourself out there in various different ways and forms because the chances of you being hurt and harmed is quite likely. And that, look in, that could look in many different ways, how you're hurt and harmed. There's some fear around being visible. 
You can see that in the animal kingdom as an example. How many different species roll in herds than they do that for a reason? So they're protected. We do the same thing in various different ways. The desire to protect becomes the paramount focus. It can lead us into paranoia. There's so much focus on protecting oneself. You have to ask yourself, how fearful are you being in this world? And I would argue quite concerned about your own safety in this world in various different forms, real and imagined, often imagined. <laughs> and how much focus you have on a daily basis on your own protection. And if you have so much attention on fear and protecting yourself, you have less attention on other things, other things, whatever those things may be. So much so, nothing else matters. You stay hidden, unseen in plain sight. And so you could consider yourself as the master hider and how you hide, how you hide in your relationships, how you hide right in your family, right in your work, right in your society, wherever that is, your communities and so on and so forth. How you hide matters and you want to know how you hide because it's costing you something. More than you can even imagine. Fear is a devastating emotion if it stays around for too long. It's useful. We need it at times for obvious reasons. But if we leverage ourselves against it every day, we can wear ourselves thin quite easily. So hidden, you can no longer find yourself within yourself. This is one of the pathways into losing yourself. And you're lost and you know it. Where you're lost, who knows? You know that better than anybody else. You know where you're lost in your life. It's where you're experiencing conflict, for sure. You're lost in some fashion where there's a tension point in your life. You haven't quite figured that part out yet. You're underdeveloped. And you could argue that fear is present. You could. Not saying it is fully, but you could. And so what I'm attempting to do is to support you locating where you're hiding currently in your life. That's the premise of this conversation. To localize that part of you. And so you have something to grapple with. And you must grapple with yourself when it comes to something like this. Otherwise, play it out over a span of time. You're going to be isolated, paranoid, sitting in your basement. Not a great place to be, but that certainly is waiting for you. The vision you don't really want to have of yourself in your future based out of fear. You know, I thought about this and the example that came to me when I was younger and how I nestled myself into my friend group. There was like, I don't know, six core friends that I had that we traveled like as a pack. <laughs> That's how it felt to me. We traveled like a pack, strength in numbers, and we'd protect ourselves. We'd take care of ourselves, but certainly protect ourselves, like each other in this pack mentality. And we're good at it. 
and vicious when we needed to be to make sure that we were protecting not only us as the individual, but the pack. It's very interesting when I look back at how we used to roll and move in the world. What I started to notice is, and was, and still is true, I'd say, is how terrified I am of being on my own. And so the fear kept me in a pack, surrounded by people in this protective ring. That I was better there than anywhere else. I was comfortable with that set of people. I was not comfortable with anybody else. And I certainly didn't feel safe on my own. And so that's the dilemma I was in. I didn't feel safe on my own. I didn't feel safe with other people. Only this small pack of people that I could trust. And that kept me hidden in various different ways. A whole host of different ways. I could hide in that pack easily. And I would say that we did that for each other. For whatever reason. Part of the reason was it was a protective experience. And that safety in some ways and uh, kept me from really being with myself and exploring what it was like to be on my own by choice, my choice. Because rarely did I choose that. I had to be in it when it was forced upon me. That's how it felt. When nobody else wanted to be with me for whatever reason, then it was like a forced experience that I had to be on myself, be by myself, and I didn't like it at all because I didn't really know myself and I was concerned about who I was. And so I felt like I was in this trap of like, what the hell am I supposed to do? If I'm not with them, then who am I? And you could say that's true for you now in your life. If you're not with your family, then who are you? If you're not with your kids, who are you? If you don't have your career, then who the hell are you? It's an interesting question. And what's it like for you to be on your own, really? What is that experience like? And how much do you like it? Sometimes yes, and other times I imagine it haunts you. So much so you wake up in the middle of the night. And it's a very strange experience. We want to be with people, but we don't necessarily know how to be with people at times. Is this resonating at all? <laughs> so the concern I had to keep myself safe kept me from the very thing that I wanted, which is my values. I consistently abandoned myself. I betrayed myself because I didn't know how to be with myself. It was a very strange experience. One of the values I'd say or values that I abandoned in those experience was any sense of possibility, hopefulness, optimism, that someday I could actually choose to be with myself and know how to do that in the absence of my friends until it was forced upon me when people started moving around and moving away. I'm like, oh my God, I am by myself and this sucks. It was horrifying. And so I created this persona this persona, in the attempt to keep myself away from people and to keep people away from me. That's the persona I created. 
And I was the challenger and the intimidator. That's the persona I chose. You're not safe and I'm not safe. And I'll show you how unsafe I am. So best you stay away from me. And in that I can protect myself because I don't really know how to be with you. And so best that I'm not. Salut. <laughs> and what that kept me was weak. I never presented that way, ever. I wouldn't allow it. How I presented was I was strong and had my shit together. I could cope and move and capable to take care of myself, but I knew that was not the case. I was a sham. I was a fake, and I knew it. And I was, so I was at odds with myself, tearing myself to shreds from the inside out. And there was heavy consequences attached to that experience, many. And I had to take on some very difficult, hard lessons in my life. I had to get knocked around in various different ways to like wake up. What you're doing is not working for you. Smarten up. It took me years to smarten up, to wake up, to be like, wow, this is crazy what I'm doing to myself. And if I continue to live this way, my life will be cut short very quickly. That's the kind of life I live. And for whatever reason, thankfully I woke up based out of circumstance, consequence, and ultimately choice. That there's something better for me than this, than the life I'm living. There has to be something better than the suffering that I'm in. There has to be. And I still think that's true for me in various different ways. And I believe that true, that's true for you as well in your life. That you're hiding and you know it. It's the very thing you do not want to admit. Where you do that, who knows? But wouldn't it be something if we revealed it? Grappled with it. Chose it voluntarily to move it along so you become stronger as a consequence. That's the practice. That's the reveal, which is the other board. Expose, your expose yourself to that which you tend to avoid and are terrified of. <laughs> An example of that is you. You're avoiding yourself and you're terrified of yourself. That is absolutely true. And if that's true for you, then it's true for everybody else in your life. And you know it. You don't present that way, typically. That's how we keep the sham alive. Do so voluntarily and incrementally. The exposure will build your strength and tolerance. And we need the strength and the tolerance against ourselves for sure, because the tendency is to collapse. You ever collapsed? You ever collapsed inside of yourself? I imagine yes. <laughs> and so we need the strength, the tolerance to push against ourselves. The forces that live within that don't want good things for you. And also to be able to wake up every day and get your ass out of bed and stand up and be like, okay, hello day. What do you have in store for me today? The very strength we need to uncover your values that live dormant inside of you. And there's values that live dormant inside of you. And you know this. 
You just don't know that you know it. That's what's so interesting about our value structure. You know some, but perhaps you don't know others. The benefit of becoming educated is that you come to understand what you already know. And what you already know is you. Nobody knows you better than you. Sometimes we're searching outside of ourselves for the next book, the next podcast, the next, I don't know, something outside of us that's going to give us access to what's inside. And I obviously believe in that in some ways, that we can be instigated from the outside to go inside. Perhaps it's why some of you are here. But nobody's going to give you the answers that you have because you already have them. That's what's so fascinating. You have to uncover them. You could argue that's the practice of yoga. The great reveal. What are you willing to reveal when you're on your mat? 60 minutes. The very thing you don't want to confront. And it's you. What part of you are you going to reveal and then let die? That's the practice of yoga. This is the process of integration and wholeness versus being at odds and divided. Those are the two sides of us. The integrated side that's whole and the opposite of that. Where you're at odds with yourself and you're divided. Where you see that is when you're in conflict. You're at odds with yourself. You're in the fight and you're divided. Within and also without, outside of yourself. Divided with a family member, a friend, a co-worker, your loved ones. Where we're not whole. Union has been lost. So it's very easy to hide based on fear. I could easily argue the community of yoga is a great place to hide. (laughs) Quite easily too. Hide behind beads and mantras and the next yogic tattoo and I don't know, God knows what. It's very easy to hide, and we do hide, but the idea is to confront where you hide. And so I have a question for you. Just to make this real for you, where are you currently hiding? It's a hell of a question. Where are you currently hiding? With whom? You could say yourself, but don't say that. Where is it? With whom? Family member? Friend? At work? With whom? Where? Give you an opportunity to reveal the very thing you don't want to reveal. Most of my family. Most of your family? Okay. Appreciate your honesty. Thank you for that. Anybody else? Where is it? At work. Okay. Thank you. Where else? Say it again. Hobbies. Okay. Thank you. Your children. Thank you. Thanks for that. Who else? Say it again. Online. Thank you. Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. 
So the idea is to have an answer to that question. You're about to practice. You're going to be on your mat for about 60 minutes or so. Wouldn't it be amazing if you were to confront this part of you and stop tolerating where you hide and build strength for yourself? The stronger you are, the stronger your relationships are. And people depend on you. That is absolutely true. And what would that mean if you stopped avoiding, stopped hiding, and revealed yourself and the ways in which you know you need to reveal yourself and what that could mean to you? And so that's the practice that's in front of you. I encourage you to take it. I'm going to give you lots of opportunities. I'm going to move you and shake you because I love you. <laughs> that focuses on the kidneys. To rid yourself of fear and worry. What's waiting for you, the opposite of that, is strength and courage. You open to that? Nice to be with you. All right. Mat time. See you there. Hmm. So when you're on the mat, how do you work on something?